0: Part 3, Chapter 15, of A Vital Question, or What is to be Done, by Nikolai Chernyshevsky, translated by Nathan Haskell Dole, 1852-1935, to and others. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatria in Bangor, Maine. Part 3, Marriage and Second Love, Chapter 15. Nastenka finished telling her story to Vira Pavlovna on other days. She lived at Kirsinov's house about two years. The signs of her threatening sickness seemed entirely to have disappeared. But at the end of the second year, when spring came, consumption suddenly appeared in its full development. The doctor thought that if she went away, she might count on staving off her death for a long while. They decided to part to occupy her time in sedentary employment was also sure destruction it was necessary for her to look for occupation as a housekeeper chambermaid nurse girl or something of the kind and with such a mistress as would not impose trying duties upon her and in such a way that there should not be unpleasantness and this was a very important thing these conditions were hard to meet but such a place was found kirsdinov had acquaintances among rising artists through them nastenka found a place as chambermaid with one of the actresses in the russian theatre an excellent woman as long as the actress remained on the stage nastenka was well satisfied to live with her the actress was a refined woman and nastenka valued her place it would be hard to find another like it nastenka became attached to her because she never had any disagreeable scenes with her and the actress, seeing this, became kinder than ever. Nastenka lived a quiet life there, and her disease ceased, or almost ceased to develop. But the actress got married, renounced the stage, and made her home in her husband's family. And here, as Vera Pavlovna had already heard before, the actress's father-in-law began to affront the chambermaid. Nastenka, let us suppose, was not subjected to temptation, but it occasioned a family quarrel, the former actress began to put the old man to shame the old man felt the shame Nastenka did not want to be the cause of a family disorder and even if she had wanted she could not enjoy the peaceful life of her former situation and she gave it up that was about two years and a half since her parting from kirsdnof they had not seen each other at all during this time he called upon her but the happiness of the meeting affected her so unfavourably that he begged her not to let him call upon her for her own sake Nastenka tried to live as chambermaid in two or three families but everywhere she found so many worriments and unpleasantnesses that it seemed better for her to become a seamstress though it was a direct step towards the development of her disease the disease would have been developed from any such trying position and so it would be better for her to be subjected to such a fate but without the unpleasantness and only from her own work a year of sewing entirely undermined nastenka's health when she entered vira pavlovna's union Lopukov, who was then the doctor for the shop did everything possible to stop the development of the consumption he did a great deal that is so far as a man with so little real knowledge of medicine can do but the end was at hand nastenka had enjoyed the delusion universal among those who suffer from consumption imagining that her disease was not very far advanced and so she did not seek to see kirsenov but for the last two months she had persistently asked lopukov whether she had long to live why she wanted to know she did not say and lopukov did not feel that he had the right to tell her plainly about the approaching crisis for he did not see in her question anything more than the universal attachment to human life he tried to calm her but she as it often happens could not be contented for she kept aloof from that which might have given her days a glimpse of happiness but now she herself saw that she had not longed to live and her feelings were dominated by this thought but the doctor assured her that she must take care of herself she knew that she had to believe more in him than in her own hopes and therefore she did not look to see kirsana of course this doubt could not last long According as her last days approached, Nastenka's questions became more persistent. She either would have said that she had a particular reason for knowing the truth, or Lopikov and Vira Pavlovna would have guessed that she had a particular reason in her questions. And two or three weeks, or maybe several days later, the result would have been the same as really happened, owing to Kirsdnof's unexpected appearance in the shop. But now the doubt was at an end not brought by the further progress of her questions but by this accidental circumstance how glad i am how glad i am i always have been wanting to catch a sight of you sashenka said nastenka when she took him to her room yes nastenka i too am no less glad than you now you shall not leave me again come back to my house said Kirsdnof, who was drawn away by a feeling of sympathy and compassion but after he said this it occurred to him how could i have said that to her she most likely is not aware of the nearness of the crisis. But she either did not understand at first the sense that could be drawn from these words, or she understood it and did not care to heed it. And her gladness at seeing once more the man whom she loved deadened her grief at the approaching end. At all events, she simply showed her happiness by saying, How kind you are! How could I have ever left you? But after he left, she wept only now she either understood or may have noticed that she had understood what it meant for her to see him once more Well, it is of no use for you to take care of yourself any longer but at least you shall enjoy the little of life that is left and indeed she was glad he never left her for a moment except those hours when he had to be in the hospital or at the medical school so she lived about a month and he was always with her and how much they talked about everything what had happened since she had left his house and still further recollections about her past and how many pleasures she had. He even took her out to ride. He hired a coupé and he took her out every pleasant day into the suburbs of Petersburg and she was greatly delighted. Nature is so dear to a human being that even this pitiable, miserable nature surrounding Petersburg which cost millions and tens of millions of rubles people are delighted with he used to read to her and they played loto and she even tried to play chess as though she had time to learn it vira pavlovna sometimes spent late hours at their house when returning from her walks and still more often she used to call on the invalid in the morning to distract her thoughts when she was alone and when they were alone together nastenka had only one thing to tell her how kind Alexander matveitch was and how good and how she loved him End of part three, chapter 15, recording by expatriate in Bangor, Maine.